this is Matt from The Man Cave. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. It is a beautiful day today, and it is our devotion for April the 27th. Hope you're having an excellent day. Hey, today we're going to be in the Old Testament. We're going to be in 2 Chronicles. We're looking at a king, okay? What kind of king? A king that was obeying God. I love it. We're in chapter 26 in our story okay, today. Verse 1, and it reads like this. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was only 16 years old, okay? God's no respecter of persons, and God can use anybody at any age, whether you're young or old. That's free stuff, guys. And it made him king in place of his father, Amaziah. He was one that rebuilt and restored Judah after his dad. I, I love this king. If we continue reading, know what it's going to tell us? That he was doing right in the sight of God. Verse 4, it just tells us this. Listen to this. It says, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father had done. Okay. There's something about being a godly father, being a great role model, being a godly example, walking the line, walking the narrow path, and your children are looking at your decisions, your choices. Your children are always looking at what comes out of your mouth. And if you're a godly father, a godly role model, you would not believe the difference it's going to have upon your children later on in life. Back to our text, who else was influenced? Uzziah, this new king. He's 16 year old. He doesn't have a lot of wisdom. He doesn't have a lot of life experience. And so here's the thing. We all, no matter what age we are, we all need mentors. We all need people who are going to disciple us and help us with those hard questions, those hard decisions to encourage us to keep on living the life that God requires. When verse 5, it gives us the answer to that. It says this, he sought God during the days of Zechariah who instructed him in the fear of the Lord. These next words, it says this, as long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Friends, that is a devotion in and of itself, and that is a whole series. As long as we are seeking the Lord, okay, God will give you success. You will be in the winner's circle. You cannot fail, okay? Here's the thing. You cannot fail when you're obeying God. It is impossible when you are following the Spirit and being led by Almighty God. So many of the troubles, okay, I'm not talking about you. So many of the troubles that I have gotten into is because I took my eyes off of God and I started following different things, what I wanted in this life. And it's always a train wreck. It's always bust. It's always the plane who's up in the air and thinks he's okay and then the propeller stops. What happens now? You only can glide for so long, friends, until you're going to hit the ground. Friends, if we were to continue reading, okay, in chapter 26 of Chronicles, okay, what we're going to find out is this. He was very successful. He did all of these different accomplishments for God. I mean, God was for him. The favor of the Lord was upon him. That blessing, that mantle that we always talk about being on Elisha and Elijah, okay, that anointing, it was upon this king because he was putting God first, okay? He wasn't saying, I know it all. He's saying, no, I need help. Give me godly counsel. Help me. Direct me, Lord. And God was doing just that. But our story takes a tragic turn, okay? And you're like, well, what are you talking about, man? I thought everything was going good. Everything is going good here. But oftentimes, watch what happens when we become powerful, when we become successful, when we become rich and we have influence. Oftentimes, those are the lures of Satan, okay? And if we don't have the right mindset on those things and handle those things that God has blessed us with in pro and put them in proper place within our lives, we are doomed to fail. And that's what's going to take place in this text, okay? Uh, we're going to start in verse 16. But after Uzziah became powerful, he got too big for his britches. Have you, uh, friends, let me ask you this. Have you gotten too big for your britches? I know there's been many times that I have. It says this, but after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. 
Pride proceedeth to fall, a haughty spirit before destruction. Listen to what happens. He was unfaithful to the Lord God and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. It seems harmless, doesn't it? He's the king. Can he do whatever he wants? I mean, honestly, can't he do whatever he wants? He sure can, but there's consequences when we disobey God. And there's consequences when we don't follow the mandates of God and the law of God. There's consequences, and there's a lot of people, watch this, who can do a lot of things with their power, with their influence, with the position they've been given, okay? They can speak and things happen, okay? But when you speak and something happens, and when you use your influence the wrong way, okay, God brings correction, and sometimes he brings death, and that's what's going to happen here. Did you hear what I just said? This is a godly king. This is a king that's doing 99% of everything right, but he got prideful. 17 says this, Azariah the priest with 80 other, okay, continuous priests of the Lord followed him in. They confronted him and said, it is not right for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is for the priest, okay, and his descendants of Aaron who have been consecrated. Watch this. That's living a life of holiness. Consecrated. I'm living a life of holiness. I'm living a life of purity. I've been set aside to do this. Okay, that's my only, that is the thing that God has set me aside to do, okay? So, here's the thing. They've been consecrated to burn the incense. Leave this sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful, and you will not be honored by the Lord your God. So the priests are giving him wise counsel. Okay, you got the head priest telling him this, but you have 80 others bearing witness. What you're doing is absolutely wrong. You are breaking the commandments of God. He thinks, the king I'm talking about, Uzziah thinks, I'm king. I can do whatever I want. I can use my influence, my power, however I want. Who are you to tell me? Friends, very carefully let me speak this. God's law supersedes all other laws, okay? Do you understand that? When God says something, he only needs to say it once. He doesn't need to say it a few times. And in my life and in your lives, here's what oftentimes happens. We become successful because of God. We become sometimes very powerful because of God. We become very rich because of God. We have wealth. We have mass. We have enjoyed this life to the fullest. Okay, and sometimes with those things, again, if we cannot put those things in their proper place, and the proper place is really realizing this, you are only, listen to this, you are only a steward of this life and the things that God has given you. This life isn't your own. The things you belong aren't your own. How do we know that? Die today. See how much you take to heaven or see how much you take to hell. You're not taking anything, okay? Okay, you are only a steward of the things that God has blessed you with, okay? But sometimes, okay, we start getting puffed up because of the houses we're living in, the jobs, the position, those initials in front of your name, the initials after your name, okay? God says, none of that means anything to me. What means something to God is those people who will fear the Lord and hearken unto his word. Priest says this, you will not be honored by God. God's not going to honor you. It's another way of seeing this. God does not accept what you're doing. Even though God gave you the authority to be king. And yes, you can add life and take away life. You can spare. You can show mercy. You can show grace. You can show justice. Okay? You don't have the right to be in here. Okay? Uzziah had a censer in his hand. Meaning the censer is what he's about to light the incense with. So it's in his hand. It's in his paw. Okay? Uzziah, who had a censer in his hand, ready to burn incense, became angry. Do you know why? he's becoming angry he's not getting his way friends isn't that people who here's the thing when you don't get your way if you get angry you know what you have you have a problem with power 
All power and authority belongs to God and he gives it to whoever he wants. He says, I make kings and I destroy kings. I make alive and I kill people. I can uproot and harvest. I can destroy anybody I want, anytime I want. I'm God. My sovereignty rules over all. I'm in charge. That's what God's saying. I'm in charge. I run the heavens, okay? There is no purpose or plan that can be thwarted of God. Don't stand ever in opposition to God or his word or his spirit, okay? Or you will find yourself on the losing end of a battle. And I know there's a guy out there saying, well, I'm a Christian. Grand. When you die and he takes your life, you'll go to heaven. <laughs> the king, he's angry and he's letting the priest know, meaning there's verbal trash coming out of his mouth, okay? I can only imagine, and I'm glad they didn't put it in here, because I'm not going to put it on the man cave, alright? But he's, he's, he's having a huff, he's being arrogant, he's being prideful, like you and I. Here's the thing, let's not, let's not point the finger at him. If you want to point the finger at King Uzziah, go to the mirror. Look at yourself. I just did. Here's the thing, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, okay? Let God lift you up, okay? While <laughs> ready to burn incense, became angry. While he was raging at the priests in their presence before the incense altar of the Lord. So he's screaming at them, okay, in front of the altar that's set aside for what? honoring God. He's screaming in front of the altar with this thing in his hand, moving forward in what he wants, because I want my way. Watch this. I want my way. It's about me, myself, and I. I'm going to do this. It's about me. I'm the king. I'm the king. That's what he's saying. I demand my right. You will respect me. You're just priests. You're nothing like me. That's what he's saying. He's going off on him, okay? God do. Does those temper tantrums work with God? You I wonder if, that, if when we get really mad and scream and yell, if it even influences God. Do you think he gives us a second look? He doesn't. These next words that are in Scripture, it says, Before the incense altar of the Lord, leprosy broke out on him, on his forehead. Meaning this, leprosy was a death sentence. Friends, listen very carefully. When you got leprosy, it was just a matter of time before you died. Okay, it wasn't something that was curable during those days, okay, unless God cured it. But when God places it on a person, normally, okay, normally it ain't coming off, okay. He was arrogant. Watch this very carefully. A few days ago, okay, I, went, I did a devotion talking about leprosy. The greatest picture of sin in the Bible is what? It is leprosy. Okay. Go to the search engine, type in people with leprosy, and look at the pictures of those people who have leprosy. That's why God's saying, this is what I think about sin, this is, this is how God views sin. If you ever want to notice, if you're kind of wishy-washy and, and you're at a crossroads in your life and you're, you're contemplating doing something stupid, you're contemplating sin because you think it's going to feel good, it's going to be pleasurable for a season, and, and she's hot looking, okay? Whatever it is, I want you to look at leprosy. And you're like, why would I want to do that? I want you to look at it because that's how God views what you're about to do. He looks at it like that. Sin is death. Leprosy was death. Leprosy breaks out on this king, okay? He, he thought he was high and mighty. He was arrogant. He was prideful. That's what the text says. When he became too powerful, too prideful, God strikes him down with the leprosy. Friends, God will strike you and I down the same way. And it may not be leprosy, but God will allow something into your life. He will not put up with pride in the life of a believer. Do you hear me? I've seen him take people... Look, I've seen him take Christians out like that. And you're like, what do you mean they take Christians out? Because they were no longer a benefit to the kingdom of, of God, okay? What they were was a stumbling stone to someone. People were looking at their life, okay? And their life was detrimental to the Christian faith. People were looking at them and saying, is that really what Christianity is? Can I really live like that? Can I really do all those things? Can I speak like that? I mean, here's what, you know what I'm saying? And there are times in our lives that God just takes us home. Uh, yes, you're saved. He just takes us home. So what happens? It says this, Azariah the chief priest and all the other priests looked at him. They saw 
saw that he had leprosy on his forehead. So they drug him, hurried him out. Indeed, he himself was eager to leave because the Lord had afflicted him. Okay? The Lord put the this Lord on. The Lord who had afflicted the king. Because it, it, I thought the king was obeying God. I thought the king was doing all these wonderful things. He was. I thought the king was following the ways of God. He was. What happened? Things. Power. Prestige. Money. Wealth. Changed his heart set. I can do whatever I want. You can never do whatever you want as a child of the living God. And even the lost world, there's only a limit to how much God will put up with. That person's under the long-suffering of God. When, realize this, when a person sins against God, he speaks a word very quickly, okay? It just hasn't been established yet on earth. Have you ever heard the Lord's Prayer? It says, let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Oftentimes, God has spoken a word against that person or correction against his child, okay? He's going to bring chastening. He's going to bring whatever it takes to get you on the straight and narrow and to get you in right relationship with him. Why? So you can praise him so he can bless you more. This person, they're outside of the fold. They're not under the protection of Jesus Christ. They said they were a Christian. They said they were baptized. They said they, 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 they were a member of first blank, 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 blank. Guys, listen very carefully. It doesn't matter what a person says. God says this. I look at the heart. I can look at a person's heart and tell who they are at any given time. We were just looking at the book of Job a couple days ago. And you know what it said? He has, God has no need to examine anyone any further. Every single day, he knows where we are with him. If we truly love him, if we truly are going to honor him, if we're going to obey his commandments, he knows every thought that goes through your head. He knows the desires of the heart. He knows those who are good and righteous. He knows those who are evil and evildoers. He knows it all. Okay? But it says this, but after Uzziah became powerful, pride led to his downfall. I did it myself. I think I, just yesterday I did one of these, okay? I was talking about the soft-coated wheat and terrier, about walking around just getting them from the groom. Oh, look at my soft-coated wheat and terrier. Look at my life. Look at my house. Look at my jet skis. Look at my boat. Do you know how much money I have in the bank? Do you know how many stocks? Do you know I'm not only with Edward Jones, but I'm with Fidelity, too? I have all these investment programs. Here's the thing. But after Uzziah became powerful, pride led to his downfall. No, no, I, it could never happen to me. On it, Matt, Matt, Matt. I, I love being in the man cave, Matt, but that could never happen to me. I've safeguarded my life. For <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm not a drinking man, but you know, you've safeguarded your life. Okay, Here, great. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Said the fool, there is no safeguarding your life when you're in opposition to God and you have a prideful heart. Golly, here, go buy yourself a box of zingers because that's what's about to take place in your life. There is no safeguarding your life. It is God who safeguards our lives. Him alone. He's my strength. He's my source. He's my rock. It's God. God alone. You're not safeguarding your life. Oh, man, you don't understand. I do understand because I know God. It doesn't, that's foolish talk. Stop. You sound like a jester. You sound like a fool. You sound like you're doing cartwheels in front of the king. Don't talk like that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's close with verse 21. Let's see how funny this is. King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. That's not very funny. He lived in a separate house, leprous, and excluded from the temple of the Lord. His son took over. He died. He had everything. The world is not enough. He had it all. He had everything. He had everything that this life could offer him. He had everything, watch this, that Satan offers to a lot of people. Okay? He had it all. Even though King Uzziah was king, okay? And he could do just about anything in the kingdom, okay? He really could, okay? 
he can't usurp authority over God's word and the things that God has already spoken, okay? And, and friends, when we get too powerful, those are the things that we start to do. We start to, we start to cut corners. We start to do things that we know are wrong, but we think, oh, because I'm doing this, because I'm giving so much money to the church, because I'm this and this and this, it's okay. God's going to look the other way. God, God can never, ever look the other way. Do you understand? This is the king who was living his life in righteousness. He was kind of like it done to Hezekiah, meaning he, he found favor in the sight of the Lord, okay? And I think a lot of times we think because I'm doing this or I'm a part of this or I, and, you know, and I'm donating my time here and I'm giving an awful lot and I'm an elder, a deacon, and, and I do the Lord's Supper and I'm doing all these different things for God. Look at, look at, because so, we always throw that card out there, don't we? Flip that one out, the Lord. I'm doing all this for you that we think that we can fudge a little bit. I can't tell you how many godly men who are doing all of those things, and those are noble things, okay? And they were serving the Lord only to find themselves having an adulterous affair with a woman. And in in their minds, somehow, some way, they thought, it's okay, because my needs aren't being met at home, okay? You know why his needs aren't being met at home? Because he's so busy, okay, being where he's not supposed to be. Family comes first. Watch this. Then you serve the church, okay? It's God, wife, family, church, in that order. Your relationship with God is always first and foremost in your life, but what's next? It's your wife. Then it's your children, okay? And I know men who are trying to put work and church ahead of family, wife, and everything else. It just doesn't work. Friends, let's close with this. Where did he go wrong? You know, in verse 16, yeah, we went over the text that it says, hey, but he came powerful and he came prideful. But before then, what happened? I thought he was doing so good in the beginning. What happened? Well, in the beginning, watch this very carefully. Because he was young, he had people mentoring him. He had priests. He had prophets. He had people that were uh, helping him, guiding him, leading him, keeping him close, keeping him accountable, okay? But as he got older, some of those people died, and he just didn't want their counsel. He started getting counsel, not from people who knew the Lord, who loved the Lord, who were close to the Lord, but he started kind of getting counsel from some of the worldly people, you know what I'm saying? And here's the thing, one thing led to another. It's the sin of lasciviousness, and what is that? It's the escalating. It's like the stairs. One decision leads to another decision, leads to another decision. God doesn't mind blessing you. He loves to bless his children. He loves to overwhelm them with a life that is just above and beyond anything that they could even imagine, okay? But why do we goof up? Why do we falter? We're on the one yard line instead of just staying close to God and, and heeding the warnings of God and obeying the commandments and all those other things. Why do we start going to the left and to the right and every other way that God says no to? We already know in our heart of hearts God says no to that. It just seems like God wants to bless his children, but he knows as soon as I do this, what's going to happen? And it just seems like every single day I run into these people, okay? I do. Or I hear a story or I read about this godly man who had it all and lost it, it all. You might be saying that, Matt, Matt, Tell me, tell me, tell me in 30 seconds or less, why did they lose it all? They forgot the source. They forgot their strength. They forgot it was God who gave it all, who gave them the capacity to receive it all. They gave them the strength to do. It's always God. It's always God. Repeat after me. It's always God, but we think it's always us. It's not us. It's not Frank Sinatra saying, I'll do it my way. It's the Lord in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane saying, not my will, but thy will be done. Here, God has no problem getting it to you. He oftentimes has a problem getting it through you because we're greedy. We're hoarders, okay? We think it's us. We did it. We didn't do anything. We're just enjoying this life. When God blesses you, remember. When he blesses you, remember. Remember what? Really? You want to hold another one? Remember him. Hey, this is Matt from the Man Cave.